1: All right, how's everything going in the world of solar today? Oh man, it is about 90 degrees in Brentwood today, so that means it is solar heaven out here. So yeah, it's perfect day for solar power. Excellent, that's great to hear. I think we have uh, uh, something different today. Yes, we have a guest. Uh, we have Dr. Nick Engerer, Dr. Nick from Australia, and he is with a company called Soulcast. And uh, I'm excited to hear about uh, how solar is going in Australia. Okay, welcome, Dr. Nick.
2: Oh, thanks, Mike. Good day. I'm brian <laughs> the kangaroo. <laughs>
1: All right. It sounds like a different person <laughs> than we had a second ago. Wait a second. I'm from yeah, Ohio, uh,
2: guys. Who am I kidding? Yeah. Uh,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> That's that was, perfect.
1: That was so racist. I'm so oh, offended yeah, towards so Australians Brian the kangaroo. I'm sure that. <laughs> They love that. Well, we'll say hello to all of our friends in Australia. I'm excited to visit and check out the solar. That's, I've, I saw some really amazing uh, happenings going on with solar. It sounds like uh, big, big times.
2: It absolutely is. It's really quite exciting because there's almost 2.4 million rooftop solar
1: systems in Australia. And we only got a population
2: wow. Of twenty-four million people. So you can start cool. doing some math there. We love solar yep, down under.
1: That's fantastic. Uh how how are the electricity uh how is electricity billed and does it kind of make sense to go solar in Australia? Look, this is one of the
2: fundamentals that drives it. It's twenty five cents to thirty plus cents a kilowatt hour for electricity here in Australia. And
1: that is a do no some brainer. math on that?
2: That is two and a half to three times higher than most of the United States.
1: So yes, you're right, no-brainer. Not California, but. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, PG&E. Yeah, Um, and then are there any uh, government incentives for going solar?
2: They varied over time. So we had a really big uptick in solar growth back in 2009 to 2011 period, and that Mm -hmm. was when many of the states had feed-in tariffs which yes. uh, many folks know you get a kickback of a certain number of cents per kilowatt hour. You feed back into the grid. They were as much as 50 to 60 cents a kilowatt hour back then. Those have dropped I'll off. Translate that
1: for our, our audience. That means... If you only need, say, 20 panels on your roof and you put up 40, uh, you have an ATM machine up on your roof, which Whoa. is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> A money printer, so what, that's right. Yeah, exactly. So what, uh, and what year did they eliminate that in 2011?
2: They phased them out, depending on what state okay. you were in. Most of yep. those had phased out by the middle of 2013. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then uh, it seems that uh, battery storage is blowing up as well.
2: Absolutely. So that's where the state-based incentives have gone now. So now we mm-hmm. have several states and territories in Australia who are incentivizing customers to purchase a battery, and most often that is co-located with a home solar system.
1: Yeah, fantastic. What, um, where, you know, if somebody does not have solar, where does Australia uh, make its electricity, or how does it? A lot of coal power. That? A lot, yeah, of, a lot coal. of coal power,
2: including some old dirty, as we call it, brown coal power plants. But we're phasing those out over time. We've shut down a couple big ones, and we're continuing to do that. The government's putting in a new energy plan. There's still a bit of coal in there, but they're getting around to the idea that coal doesn't have much of a future in Australia nor other places in the world. So that means more Hmm. solar.
1: Well, sure. And if solar can be uh, produced, solar energy can be produced cheaper than coal, uh, not just as it's burned, but uh, even the long-term effects of coal with all the It's got to be dug out, (laughs) and it's very dangerous to breathe that coal dust in. So uh, that is a great benefit. Where do you see uh, the Australian solar market going?
2: It's pretty exciting, actually, because what we've seen is even though those incentives I talked about earlier have come off over the last few years, What's Mm -hmm. also happened is that maturity of the market and the many different solar installers and the reduction in those soft costs, you know, the amount of money it costs to connect to the grid, et cetera, we've got solar below a dollar a kilowatt installed in Australia. So that's a really competitive price. And it means, (laughs) again, with those high prices, it's a no-brainer. So Mm -hmm. more Australians have become hip to that. And a lot of Australian businesses have picked up on that. So we've had a lot of growth in the commercial rooftop space. That means the solar systems are getting bigger, businesses are going green, universities are putting solar all over the roofs, and at the same time, we've had a large number of utility scale solar farms come into operation as well. So it has been fantastic for solar in Australia, and that trend is continuing.
1: There was a tremendous amount of fires uh, last year in Australia. It was solar affected by that?
2: Absolutely. it was it's totally fascinating. So we had a number of fire events where the it, fire was so intense that it actually changes the weather and it forms mm-hmm. thunderstorms and those just build the soot and uh, yep. dust into the air and it was actually as black as midnight at four in the afternoon in wow. more than one occasion. So you can imagine, solar panels aren't producing very much electricity during that event. (laughs) And more broadly, there was smoke everywhere. Some of my friends back in in Canberra, which is the capital of Australia, had to stay indoors for weeks on end. And what my company, Solcast, actually does is we track the clouds using Mm -hmm. weather satellites and predict how much solar will be generated on a given day or tomorrow, the next few hours, over the past few days. And we saw very dramatic impacts 20 to 30% less solar being generated in some areas uh, for you know looking at a period of a month or more so very sure. interesting impacts from those smoke events
1: great what else uh, what else affects yeah it's obviously it's it, well, i guess it's what fall <laughs> season in australia now
2: yep you got it not everybody okay. realizes that yeah. i actually <laughs> used to teach atmospheric science and first year freshman students at a university here in Australia. And one of the things I always, they always understood, but not everybody back in their counterparts in the US freshman class understood is that the Northern Hemisphere and Southern Hemisphere are different. So, yes, sure. we are going into winter. It's currently autumn here. And depending mm. on where you are in Australia, that usually means it is cloudier. More clouds, cold fronts coming through, uh, things of that nature, which make the solar generation just a bit lower, as well as the sun not being as high in the sky, the days being shorter. So sure. we're headed into our lower part of solar generation for the year.
1: Great, great. Uh, so it's it sounds like uh, Australia is probably at about uh, close to 10% of solar adoption on the kind of on the residential side. Uh, do you... how? How, what do you think the drivers are going to be to really increase that even more?
2: So let's talk about that number 10%, and then I'll answer okay. your question about drivers. So where we actually are in Australia is a bit higher than that. If you look at just homeowners, there, is, the, we reached one in four homeowners with solar two years ago. Mm. So we're headed uh, getting closer to one in three homeowners having solar. Now. Oh, my gosh. It's really exciting. And in fact... In places like Perth, Australia, which is on the West Coast, Brisbane, which is uh, north of Sydney on the East Coast, and a cool place called Adelaide in South Australia, which we need to talk more about. Don't let me forget that. These places have areas of residential concentrations of solar being as high as 70 to 80% penetration.
0: creates lots of interesting
2: electricity grid problems that my company (laughs) engages with. But that amount of solar penetration is amongst the highest, if not the highest, in the world for rooftop solar. And Aussies are proud, uh, very proud homeowners that love solar.
1: That is amazing. Because I can't even imagine those numbers in California, but it sounds like Australia and California are kind of close. So I think California is about 33 million people, and Australia, you said, at 23 million?
2: 23, 24, yes.
1: Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. So all we have to do is get solar to a dollar a watt and uh, keep the electricity <laughs> prices going. And we'll be right there because it is uh, certainly in this market, it is definitely a carrot and the stick uh, because the the carrot of uh, solar incentives is definitely decreasing, uh, but the stick part uh, is increasing. So the amount of you know uh, power companies filing for bankruptcy and uh, raising rates like crazy and uh, squeezing the solar incentives out is really... Uh, really driving people to go solar over here. Uh, uh, Yeah, let's talk about Adelaide.
2: Oh, good. South Australia. If you look at Australia, it looks like a big old monster took a bite. Cookie monster took a bite out of the bottom of it. We call that the Great Australian Bite. It's not spelled Hmm. the same, but right in the center of that is a state called South Australia. Adelaide is in that area. South Australia, its biggest generator for electricity in the whole state is rooftop solar 1.3 gigawatts of rooftop solar that combined with wind which provides over 40 percent electricity generating capacity means that there are days with negative demand between wind and Mm. solar in south australia now very impressive
1: it definitely sounds like australia loves solar power and they must also love saving thousands of dollars every day, every year. So that's awesome.
2: Oh, yes, they do. But we have a very interesting problem starting for homeowners oh. now. And that is when you have that much solar in the grid, like in South Australia, it's a different type of electricity generation. We call mm-hmm. these concepts around synchronous and asynchronous generation. Let me just simplify that for you. A big generator is spinning. And if the power demand changes suddenly, or there's an outage, it can respond because it has inertia. But rooftop solar, rooftop solar does not. And if rooftop solar gets turned, the voltage drops too low, inverters can start switching off. You can actually cascade into a blackout when there's that much solar. Mm. And we've actually had instances where there was severe weather in South Australia, some tornadoes knocked out some wind turbine generation, and a bunch of things all fell together and caused a statewide blackout. And so our energy operator, the Australian energy market operator, has been looking for ways to secure the grid better because the government and the citizens are all saying, hey, we don't want those blackouts. And Mm -hmm. so interestingly, the energy market operator is actually trying to get control of rooftop solar so that they can actually turn some solar systems off (laughs) during grid instability issues. So... This is a snapshot of what the future of high-penetration rooftop solar could look like, and we're answering a lot of these questions in Australia, particularly South Australia right now. How do we deal with that much rooftop solar? Good problems to have, they're tricky ones to solve, but that's exactly the type of thing that gets me excited. I like being a part of that.
1: Yeah, sounds like battery storage is is on the way even more than it uh, already has been.
2: That's right, and in fact, South Australia is where that big, there's a big fancy to-do with a Tesla battery from mm-hmm. Elon Musk, the bet hundred days or your money back. That's in South Australia, and that battery has done exceptionally well.
1: Fantastic, yeah. It's uh, Tesla's big over here too, and uh, yeah, we uh, we have some up and down feelings about Tesla, but uh, overall, you know, I love their cars. The cars are great. But, uh, <laughs> I want one. But, but, um, not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, Dr. Nick, we're almost out of time. Uh, any final thoughts you want to share with us about uh, and educate our listeners about solar in Australia? Solar in Australia
2: is really an example of the world where the world's going next. And my company, Soulcast, that's why what we do is so important, watching the weather with clouds, tracking it, forecasting how much solar is going to be generated. But what's even cooler is we do it all around the world. So people in California can go to our website, soulcast.com, We give free homeowner, we give free solar forecasts to homeowners. They can see how much solar they're gonna generate today, tomorrow, through the next seven days for free. All they have to do is register for a free hobbyist account. No gotchas, totally free. And we also have some cool tools on there like checking the performance of your PV system. We're using our cool cloud data, as well as some awesome solar radiation maps that I think people will love. So awesome. that's about gift from Australia to you guys.
1: Hey, all right. Um, and then, do you call that mapping software a Jungo or a, a babaloo or anything like that? Any Australian? Name? I
2: need to get a really cool <laughs> name for that, guys. <laughs> I'm going to think about that. It's Vegemite. To be something about v- Ryan the kangaroo. <laughs>
1: that's right. Vegemite. All right. Well, we will Vegemite. definitely have that <laughs> in think, the in the show notes and be uh, sure to check out our Facebook page. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to share it out. And uh, get get the word out about how awesome uh, the the Australian solar market is going. Adam, back to you. All right, thanks, Thanks a lot, everybody. Uh, Dr. Nick, what's your website? One more time, please.
2: Soulcast. S O L C A S T dot com. Soulcast. All right. Solar Soulcast. forecasting. One word. There you go. Excellent. Thank you very With that, much. I'll say thanks, mate. <laughs>
1: awesome. We're going to wrap it up here. If you have a question for a future episode, please feel free to go to our Facebook page, Straight Talk SolarCast, and send us a message through that platform. Rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And uh, as always, share with a friend. See you later, everybody.
0: That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk SolarCast with solar expert, Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast@solarharmonics.com, at and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy. Visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.